0: From WGCU News, I'm Amy Tardif. 47-year-old Jeffrey Peterman of Alva remembers his father, Jerome Peterman, who passed away recently from ALS. The elder Peterman was a pilot and a larger-than-life character who Jeffrey did not always get along with until the end. He was a very strong man, and I guess in the end he was rather weak, which is not the way he probably wanted to go, but sorry, Dad, that's just the way it happens. (laughs) He was a good person to his friends wasn't a great family man he was gone most of the time flying which i think now as being a father i realize that wasn't such a bad thing for our personalities because i share a lot of his traits some of my fondest memories of him as a child was watching him get dressed to go off on a trip back in the 70s and 80s when he lived at home he would have this black uniform that he put on like most pilots wear but Everything was pressed and sharp, and what I remember most about it is uh, shining his shoes. You know, I'd, I'd sit for half an hour shining his shoes before he actually slipped them on and finished up his uniform. But just the way he did it was very meticulous, and he did it with ease, and they just came out black and shiny, and I always kind of admired that, which I still can't figure out today you know, if I try to shine a pair of boots or something. Um, the last thing I remember that he always put on before he put his jacket on was uh, he carried a, um, a Colt snub nose detective special. You know later on, when they banned <laughs> guns from airplanes, um, you know I asked my dad how was he able to carry it before, not really understanding you know, why he brought a gun anyway. And he told me that I usually have anywhere between 100 and 300 people on a plane. And he said, all their lives are in my hands. So if I have someone that gets out of hand or goes a little nuts, I want to make sure I have that. I always remember that the shoes and the gun. He was very meticulous, yet sometimes very sloppy for a reason. I don't know what that was yet. But when he did his uh, meticulous things, whether he was building something or creating something or fixing something, I spent a bit of time on a Navajo reservation where... The women used to make rugs and they always used to put a flaw into it for whatever reason. And it's kind of like what he did. Whatever he was creating or making, he made it his own by sticking some flaw or or getting messy at the end to make it his own. Uh, he was a very large man. And even my friends to this day remember him as being large, but not large in, in height and weight. Um, his presence was large at his funeral Uh, One of his friends uh, said, "Uh, you didn't know Jerome or Jerry Peterman. You experienced him. I didn't talk back to my... No one talked back to my dad, said his piece, and you just obeyed, uh, as most sons did growing up. But, uh, you know, in high school, as I got older, I started having my own thoughts and, and whatnot. He was a staunch Republican. And again, this was back in the 80s, so people that were different, we didn't really talk about. And one of my best friends, Amy, was was gay. I remember my dad talking about, you know, how gay people are not not good. It's not right, and so on and so forth. And I kind of countered back with, well, "How do you know what's right?" And you know, that's not fair. And, uh, and the only thing I remember was running around the house, being chased by my father, and ending up in my room and pressing against the door so he couldn't break it down. Uh, and eventually, walked away and opened up the window and jumped on the roof and jumped out. And took off. I don't think I'll ever forget that. Um, I think before he died, he found God. He was born again. We're, we're, we're Jewish, so that was a little odd. <laughs> I think towards the end, he softened up towards how people are. You know, I, I did have a lot of animosity towards him. And when I was out on my own after I graduated from college, um, you know, I visit him every once in a while he once told me he said you know if you have animosity and he wasn't even talking about himself he said start writing letters and never send them and that way you can get out your feelings and so i took his advice and i started writing letters to him the last letter that i wrote to him uh, was you know hey i love you and i need your help working through some stuff um i'd like to come visit you and I, i forgive you and that one i mailed I think I remember crying, putting it in the mailbox. I think it was just such a relief that it it took about four years to kind of work through all that stuff. Yes, I forgave my father. And towards the end, we had had a good relationship. And I saw him for how he was, not how I want him to be. He was very smart, too. And he, he diagnosed himself. He started losing his strength and couldn't walk at some points. And Uh, was losing his appetite. All his doctors said, oh, it's this and this and this. And my dad was adamant. He said, I think I have ALS. And uh, my cousin took him to one of the hospitals in New York and they ran some tests on him. And sure enough, he had ALS. He went downhill pretty quick. We always thought that he'd have another three years and everyone gave him hope and so on and so forth. But I'd watch him deteriorate and uh, lost his appetite um, had a hard time breathing, so he had, he had top down ALS so he could still walk and move around, but um, the hardest thing was his breathing, so uh, that 's what eventually got him He just he couldn't couldn 't breathe anymore jeffrey peterman 's memory of his late father, Jerome Peterman, was recorded at StoryCorps in Fort Myers. This excerpt was selected and produced by me, Amy Tardiff.